Angie, and I want to welcome you to our podcast. We are the Faithless Sisters, four women who love Jesus and who have committed to spending time studying the Bible and growing in friendship with each other. We love being together, and we hope that you'll enjoy your time with us. Welcome back to the Faithless Sisters. Here we are. We have been going through Colossians, and... In between, we were kind of were noticing this pattern that's happening in Colossians. Before, I was like, why is he throwing food in now? Why is he talking about angels? And it didn't make a lot of sense. But when you kind of start breaking out scripture in chunks, as opposed to going into all the details, what we started noticing is the first part, he was talking about legal counsel and, and I'm, I'm sorry, legalism warnings against legalism and how we set up those rules. And the way Paul. I don't know about combated that. How did he, the way he dealt with that or addressed it was talking legally about how our sin is canceled on the cross with Jesus Christ. The legal indebtedness has been paid. It's been paid, right? Mm -hmm. So all this legalism that we're doing, we don't need it. He's just saying Christ has already taken care of that. Um, Also that all that was just a shadow. The reality is in Jesus Christ. Then he moves right after that into deceptive mysticism. Interesting, the shadow versus the reality. It comes right before that part. Um, But the way Paul deals with the deceptive mysticism, trusting people who believe in angels and doing all that, is he talks about how we need to be grounded and connected to the body of Christ. And to the head. And to the head, yes. And, And that Jesus Christ is the head of that body. And it's important to not get that cut off like you are a chicken running around. So yes. Yeah. So today we're we're moving into the asceticism. And so it, it just seems like it's part of that pattern or part of those waves that come up and then Paul addresses it and then another wave comes. Terry, so. you had a really good definition for um, the asceticism. Would you read that for mm-hmm. us? Uh, the severe self-discipline and avoidance of all forms of indulgence, typically for religious reasons. Uh, self-denial of psychological desires in order to attain a spiritual ideal or goal. So it's um, denying themselves any kind of physical... Um, pleasure? Pleasure. Satisfaction. Pleasure. Satisfaction. Satisfaction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So one of the things that I read in, in a commentary is that um, the... The ability to restrain yourself from physical bad habits would then trans. It was believed that that would translate into the ability to restrain yourself from participating in spiritual bad habits. So it was an outward practice that was supposed to reflect on your in inward. But that's really kind of backwards then, because if we're focused on the on the physical practice thinking that that's going to change the internal spiritual practice, that's really wrong. You've got to get the spiritual practice transformed, conformed to the image of Jesus. Then that will live out into your physical life. So as I come to know what God is like and who He is and what's important to Him, as I spend time with Him, in his word, reading what his will is for my life and for the lives of everybody else on this planet, that changes my mind, it changes my heart. Now that's going to change my actions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the inside has to change first, and then 
that will flow out to the outside and the outside actions will change. I think we can see even in um, the world around us and it's the same thing. You can't legislate morality. Mm-hmm. It's not coming from the outside. No matter how many laws and rules there are about a thing, um, if your heart's not changed, your actions aren't going to change. Yeah. It, it came to mind, um, like it struck me, dieting mm-hmm. and what you eat. Like I know in my head it is bad to eat a half gallon of ice cream for dinner. <laughs> but it right? works so good. Our, our- <laughs> Every day, but uh, no. You know, I mean, I know that that is bad for me, mm-hmm. but until my head and my heart connect to say, okay, you know it's bad for you, mm-hmm. but until you have the willingness that comes from your insides right. <laughs> yeah. to say, this is not the willpower from within to say, okay, I'm not going to eat a gall- half gallon ice cream tonight for dinner, then it doesn't matter. Like Otherwise, you're more likely to eat that half gallon of ice cream and then go beat yourself up because you did it. Right. Exactly. Exactly. But once I'm in the right headspace, yeah. then I'm like, oh, I just don't do it. Do you eat one or two spoonfuls? <laughs> I was just going to say. Or you, you just don't eat any? Okay. So here's like when you're Chris the ice cream was... Lover. I am the ice cream lover. When Chris was gone, when he was deployed... I would buy ice cream, and I was like, it's just me, because my kids were little, so they didn't eat ice cream, and so I would just eat it right out of the container, Mm -hmm. and then I realized that I literally did one night sit down and eat a half gallon of ice cream, and I was like, oh, man, I feel like garbage. (laughs) This is bad, and so then that's where it clicked to me, like, oh. I got to change something here, mm-hmm. and I don't eat out of the ice cream container anymore because <laughs> she's not saying she doesn't eat it. She just doesn't eat it out of the container. Right, that and just... that is what I'm saying. Yeah, well, I don't eat a half gallon. She doesn't need a half oh, gallon, but <laughs> just you know, get a big I bowl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but now, I do have that discipline now mm-hmm. to know that okay, I can't do this, and so I need to do it a different way. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. and you know what? Not all. Outward disciplines are bad. Oh, right. Not saying that yeah. at all, no, we're because not we that. should have disciplines in our life. Yes, but they're not going to change our hearts. That's it, and they're not going to necessarily um, change, make us make God like us more, oh, or right. be more right. comfortable with us, or proud of us, or approving mm-hmm. of us. Um, they're good for us, but they're not mm-hmm. anything that counts if, if you're trying to work your way up. Which that ladder, that ladder, you cannot do it. Yeah, that's again the the thing with the um, asceticism is trying to manipulate God. Oh, mm-hmm. that piece. Yeah, and it's okay to fast. It's okay mm-hmm. to to make choices and do things. God actually has that is one of the spiritual disciplines. Yeah, I that think you fasting can, can be a very powerful exercise for us, and it can help us at times clear our minds to connect yeah. with God. Um, it, but if we fast so that God likes us better. That's what's missing. Yeah, that's where you know. Then, then we're getting into that legalism again. Mm-hmm. If I do this, then God will do this. If I do this, then God will do that. And that's not what God's about. And what? And here's the other piece that kind of that's underneath all that. It denies the sacrifice of Christ. Because mm-hmm. if I can fast to get closer to God, why did I need Jesus? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Or and that's where we have to be careful with adding or subtracting from the gospel. Mm-hmm. This part is, well, okay, Jesus did do that, so now I'm going to fast so God likes me more. No, no. that's not the way it works. Not the way it works. Or I'm going to do this religious practice. Mm-hmm. 
Um, or we have to be really careful that we're not saying, because I do this, God likes me more. Yeah. Christ, the only reason we're in that, that game is because of the blood of Christ. Right. Yeah. I think that's kind of the root of the problems with asceticism. Mm-hmm. And we could, like, um, earlier, Angie was like looking like she was, they used to carry things like these whips or something, and they would flail themselves throughout mm-hmm. the day as they're yeah. going through all these different practices and, and making it really difficult and beating their body, mm-hmm. which is exactly what we do when we eat that ice cream. We just beat yeah. ourselves up, you know? Please understand that we are not against eating ice cream as a whole. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> no, not. No, Some of us <laughs> are far less against it than others. <laughs> <laughs> but we have to be I'm disciplined sure in it. <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. Everything that we do needs to be mm-hmm. in discipline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In moderation. Moderation. Yep. Yes. Exactly. I like that word mm-hmm. for those disciplines. I think that's a good word. So part of what they're talking about is they were saying, like, do not handle, do not taste, do not touch. These are all rules that are destined to perish with use. And they're based on merely human commands and teachings. That was kind of 20-ish through 22, right around there. And so they're not based on Christ. Right. And the other thing is, too, there. Uh, Christianity is, and, and there, there's a quote, let's see, um, David Guzik, Christianity is a religion of positive action. This do not, do not, do not, do not, that sounds like a legalistic. Mm-hmm. People think when they become Christians now, they can't do all these things. Yeah. And I, I don't think that's true. I think what happens is, spiritually, God conforms us, God changes us. And then we don't have a desire to do that. Well, if the old man is dead, right. if, if we've died in Christ, then a lot of that old way of thinking has to die too. Now we're raised to walk in newness of life. Well, what is that new life that we're walking in? It's the life of Jesus that we're walking in. Right. So, you know, I know people laughed a lot when we had those little bracelets, what would Jesus do? But I, mm-hmm. I loved those bracelets because mm-hmm. it was a good reminder of, you know, I'm... I'm his now. Right. I'm in him. So whatever he would do, that's what my life should look like his as as much as possible. Yeah. Um, because he's living that life through me. Well, and a lot of people think, oh, now that I'm a Christian, I can't smoke or drink. That's not what happens. Or I have to, I can't become a Christian because I, I don't want to give up smoking and yeah. drinking. That's the way yeah. we hear it a lot. Yes. Yeah. I was like, that's not what it's about. Mm-mm. God will take you right the way you are with yeah. everything. Yeah. Um, everything, everything mm-hmm. that's a flaw or a failure or a problem, don't let that stop you. And and it doesn't mean either that we're not that we're going to be perfect once we are Christians. Right. You know, twenty, thirty, forty years down the line, there are still going to be things that you struggle mm-hmm. with and attitudes that you have, behavior that you have. Um, but so we're a work in progress too. Right. You know, we are working out our salvation with the help of the Holy Spirit. Um, it takes time for that old man to really die, right. and for that new man to get big enough in us that that's living out of us, not, not the old stuff, but the new stuff. And I think religion contributes to the thought that we have to be perfect, and we have to make ourselves perfect, mm-hmm. yeah. and therefore I can't become a Christian, I can't believe in Jesus Christ because I'm not perfect, and I don't want to try. I think we do a great disservice to ourselves and to other Christians by putting on that... Um, 
shininess, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you yeah. know, yeah. of like everything's good, everything's fine, um, you know, praise the Lord, <laughs> I'm awake today, it's, you know, okay, whatever. Wait, that could be important for me. <laughs> <laughs> don't take that away, Susie. <laughs> Sometimes I don't know. <laughs> right, well. It's rote. It yeah. is, yeah. it yeah. is, and it's, yeah. it's all, what that's what Christians say, and right. this is what you have to do to be a good Christian, yeah. and a good, a quote-unquote good Christian looks like this. That's religion. That's, that's religion, religion. Yeah. and that's what scares people, right? because the reality of it is we are still real people, Yeah. and guess what? I love Jesus, but sometimes I cuss a little, yeah. you know, <laughs> or I like a glass of wine, or I mm-hmm. eat a half a gallon of ice cream. Mm-hmm. I yell at my kids. Mm-hmm. I get mad at my husband. I slam the door. Yeah. I speed, yeah. you know, I do I roll my eyes, you know. <laughs> Sometimes they're going to get stuck in, in the back of my car head. Line. Too. <laughs> yeah. You know, these yeah. are all things that are real people, but that doesn't mean that you're not a Christian. That I'm not a Christian. No. It doesn't mean that and God's not I mad at you less if you less of a standing with God. Right. That's exactly right. Because of the fact that I have been washed by Jesus. Because your standing is in Jesus. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that's one of the reasons I stayed away from being a Christian was because I knew I couldn't be perfect. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm going to fail at that too. Can't do it. And the truth is, you're not a failure. No. no. You're beloved. You're treasured. You start getting that sense of that identity yeah. and how God sees you. Yeah. And, and start walking from that perspective instead of the human religious perspective of trying to be perfect. Mm-hmm. Your life flips. It changes. Yeah. And not in a bad way. Um, I, I look at... Uh, uh, dog the bounty hunter. <laughs> no. Okay. Okay. I'm okay. Christians. They're strong Christians. Yeah, they are. Like yeah. they're off the hook a lot of the time, you know? <laughs> yeah. But they're fun and their heart is for people. And they go out and search for the people that other people won't be looking for. I mean, maybe for money, that's a big part of it. <laughs> but in the process, too, I, there's smoking, there's this, there's mm-hmm. that. And I'm sure they've bleeped something on their show or something, you know, at different times. And they are Christians. Mm-hmm. And their walk is important for people to see. Yeah. So how boring would we be as a body of Christ if everyone were shiny and perfect? If we were all exactly alike. Yeah. It'd be pretty awful. And the truth is the adventure with <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. I'd like to be shiny and perfect. <laughs> and you are. <laughs> 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 Wait, there's a little smudge on your glasses. No, there you go. <laughs> See, every time Suzanne rolls her eyes, I love it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh, they're going to get stuck in the back of my head someday. I am more than 40 years old, and I still roll my eyes. I am 62 years old. I am one of the biggest eye rollers you ever met. <laughs> Good. Solidarity, I, sister. I'm, there on you go. Facebook or sending text messages or something, I always have a little asterisk and say, huge eye roll. And another asterisk. And then there's that eye roll uh, emoji. It's one of my favorites. I have a really good eye rolling GIF or GIF, Ooh. depending oh. on who you are. I'll yeah. send it they to you someday. They should change that to Fig. Sorry. <laughs> it's just so tricky for everybody. <laughs> so the, the part of that that happens is, is as we get into all that religion, as we get into all those rules, mm-hmm. and we start... Um, by our own works trying to become perfect, mm-hmm. what we miss out on is the fact that, that we have been made alive in Christ. So I'm just going to read this little portion on 23. Um, 
that such regulations indeed have an appearance of wisdom with their self-imposed worship, their false humility, and their harsh humility and their harsh treatment of the body, but they lack any value in restraining sensual indulgence. So basically, all that religion, all those works, they don't work anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Right. That's what right. does yep. work? Christ in you, the hope of glory. Yeah. Right. Understanding that you're alive in Christ. Right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's what makes it. It's not even fighting those things that you don't want to, you know? You, you start beating yourself up, and then you start beating yourself up, and then you start fighting the fact that you're beating yourself up. Yes, mm-hmm. we do do that. Yeah. Right. Guess what? You don't have to do that. Wait, I've been made alive in Christ. Mm-hmm. This is the truth. Mm-hmm. This is where I stand. Mm-hmm. You don't even need to fight it. We have to just know who we are. Yes. You know, and, and that, I don't know why. I grew up in a family where, you know, we had a pretty strong sense of who we were as a family. My dad was a Marine. We were a Marine family. Yeah. I mean, we had a great sense of identity that way. Um, and I think that's what we need as Christians. I don't know that we really get that sense of identity the way God wants us to. Um, and I think if we could get our brain around that, who are we? Well, we are Christians. We are in Christ. He's in us. Mm-hmm. Joint heirs with him. That's of the king. Yeah. There's so, many... there's so many things. And we have really got to make those things. They need to be real to us, not just things that we say, mm-hmm. but really our identity. Or like you have a bad day, I'm his beloved daughter. Yeah. That's right. I have someone I can go to mm-hmm. who will hold me when I weep, who yeah. cares for my tears, cares about what happens. So here's a challenge for you is for the next two days, just ask God who you are. Mm-hmm. Who are you in Christ? For two days. Don't answer it. Don't th- Think like, okay, I think I'm this. No. Like, seriously ask God throughout the day, morning, evening, lunchtime, car line, grocery store, teaching, working, whatever it is that you're doing. Ask God throughout the day for two solid days. Who am I? Mm. Who do you say I am? And then at the end of those two days, write it down. I love that. Write it down on an index card so you can keep it in your car and you can see it. Write it on your bathroom mirror. Put it in your wallet. Hang it from your keys. Tattoo it on your arm. Don't tattoo it on your face because you should (laughs) never have a face tattoo. Um, You know, whatever. And put it Mm -hmm. on your phone everywhere so that you can soak in that Mm -hmm. and so that you can figure out and remember who God is. And I say that Satan does not have any dominion on that. When you listen, if you hear a voice that's condemning or mean, that's Satan. That is not God. That's right. God's voice, as you read his word, you start understanding who he is. If you haven't done that, if you're really new at this, start, um, you know, just start listening to him. It'll be a a kind voice. It'll be a loving voice. Mm -hmm. It'll sound like you're mine. That's Mm -hmm. who you are. Yeah. You're, you're, You're my daughter. You're my beloved daughter. You're the one that I delight in. Yeah. Think about what it's like to have someone just delight in you. Mm-hmm. I mean, to hear that washed over you and over you. And it's true. It's truth. <laughs> By the way, the things I said are from Scripture. Yeah. They're not mm-hmm. things I made up. Yeah. They're in the Bible. They're in the Word. Yeah. So the more you listen to the Word, the more you hear the Word, the more it just soaks in. Yep. Yeah. And let it soak. Yeah. And then get reminded of it. Put a reminder on your phone. Yeah. Oh, Ooh, that's I, a good that's idea. A great love idea. a daughter. Yeah. I have one like that on my phone. 12 yeah. noon. You are my beloved daughter. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah. um, I just want to say before we end that um, 
the whole thing was warning against asceticism. And the way that we do that um, is we set our minds on the things above. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not on these earthly things. Right. Not the show, not the, yeah. you know, disciplines or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you have died and your life is now hidden in Christ, with Christ in God. So that's what we need to do is just focus on the things above. Yeah. And let that soak into us and let it pour out of us. I don't think we ever mentioned what we were talking about today, the Mm -hmm. passage that we were talking about. And we're Mm -hmm. talking about Colossians 2, 20 through 3, 4. So if you want to read that, because we we read little bits of it and we certainly talked about it, but we didn't give you the scripture reference. Right. It's a long passage to kind of run through. And so Mm -hmm. we... Shorten it by not even reading it at all. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty short. Yes. Well, would somebody like to pray for us today? Oh, well. Great. Father, thank you so much that um, we are made alive in Christ, and we thank you so much that um, you've made a way for us through Christ, not through these um, earthly or man-made rules and um, traditions and... Um, these acts, these outward acts that are supposed to prove that we're um, big Christians. And we just um, just look to you, Lord, to lead us in the way that you want us to go. And that um, from the inside out, you are working on us every day as we read your word, as we come to you, as we pray, as we think about challenges set before us to... Um, to think about whose we are and and how you feel about us. So, Lord, we just pray that everyone that's listening today will take that challenge as well, that they will think about um, who you say they are and help us to take in the right things and to have the right things um, coming out of us, which is all about you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Ha <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>